we're not gonna be allowed to do this anymore. Welcome to Long and Hard. I'm super complicated. He's here, right here, officer. <laughs> well, we already know that Tom has the biggest brain here. Yeah. The podcast you didn't know you needed in your life until now. I was 230 pounds. Nice. So much. We're all wearing jeans. There's so much piss on oh, all these jeans. Just, just we're recording here. Uh, uh, welcome back. Uh, Can you put it on the audacity? Otherwise, I just look at myself too much. Please. It's because you're a good-looking gentleman. Oh, I thank you. I can't thank blame you. you. Yeah. Fine. Just well, need to. Fuck. We'll do it that way then. All right. <laughs> I did not learn from reading the story of Narcissus drowning in uh, his reflection in a puddle. Do I have any pities? I don't know. Check. I don't think so. I think we good. That looks like a pretty pity-able shirt. Yeah, but that's why I'm wearing the underdress yeah. shirt. Absorb it. And then the undershirt under that. No. <laughs> what I, color is that sweater? Red. I, I can't tell in this lighting. Red. Okay. Or, or gray. gray. Gray is the sweater, yeah. Uh, what I can't, did you think I asked about? The shirt underneath. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would never trust a guy that wears an undershirt underneath his dress shirt and opens up the dress shirt so you can see the undershirt. Like the t-shirt? That is a weird look. I don't, I don't love that. You know who does that? Jerry Seinfeld, because I was watching Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. <laughs> There was some guy that was a CEO of a company on CNBC probably two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't trust this guy. Wears an undershirt with a shirt open. Nope. Short and, the company. And what happened? They went to zero. <laughs> Who was it? No, I'm just kidding. I actually don't remember which company it was. But... <laughs> <laughs> they went to zero. Yeah. So today on the Edmonton Journal, there is a, uh, an article. Sorry, not an article. A user letter. To oh, okay. the Edmonton yeah. Journal, and it was about Candy Cane Lane and how people are disrespecting it and like leaving alcohol bottles on people's lawns and stepping on people's lawns and vandalizing shit. Yeah. So I shared it on Facebook and I said, "Put some respect on my name." <laughs> when you say my name, put some respect on it. <laughs> you should have just said. Sorry, we'll put our recyclables in the backyard next time or something <laughs> stupid. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's all our house. Just throwing bottles on people. Yeah, to be honest with you, man, I was I walked down it a couple times because yeah. I uh, took the old uh, old lady out yep. the front door, and as soon as I left the front door, I I shouted, "Fine, we'll go to Candy Cane Lane," and all the people la- laughed. They were walking by, and I thought it was great. Nice. Don't you love when, like, a bit hits just in public? It hit. It hit hard. I think my one that jumps out at me was I was in an Econ 101 lecture at U of A. So Mm -hmm. it was, like, 300 people, and I had an energy drink, and I opened it. And uh, it was really quiet because it was just the one fucking professor talking. I know where this is going. (laughs) And so, uh, so I open it, I crack it and it obviously cracks super loud. And then I do like the pause, pause <clears throat> and it crushed and dude, it crushed. I actually got a good laugh from about 40 people or so around me. That's actually phenomenal. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I love when you were in like elementary or something and said something retarded and people were just like. Hung on loving to it. it. They <laughs> yeah. loved it. Oh, yeah. Or I was the guy you hated because somebody would say something quiet and I would repeat it louder. <laughs> and then, you know, I'd get the, the one credit. cute chick would laugh at you. Yeah. And then there's that angry kid in the corner like, oh, fucking Josh, stealing my uh, jokes. Got to make friends with him, though. Yeah, exactly. Careful with those <laughs> school occurrences these uh, days. <laughs> <laughs> not going on that topic. <laughs> Another one I had was during our commencement address. Uh, when our principal was talking, he made some terrible, fucking terrible, stupid joke. Mm. And I just went, huh? <laughs> and actually, it actually crashed pretty good too. So those are <laughs> the highlights of my, uh, your career, my comedic career, your sit down career, my sit down comedic career. There so, you go. Yeah. Ooh, baby. Probably have said zero funny things on here. So. It's only down here hill from here, folks. You know what? I got good feedback one time. There's a girl that we both know mutually. Went to yep. high school with her. Yep. You're younger. Said she'd never watched a podcast before. Shout out. 
You know who you are. She says she now watch podcasts because of us. Said we're nice. funny. Thank you, person. I think I know who it is. <laughs> and anyways, so. Yeah, boy. Well, happy new year, Josh. It is officially the new year, and this will be out. This is our first episode of 2020. It is. I did intentionally wait until, that's why we're recording on a weird day for us, but. Uh, this is a weird day for sure. Got to get back into the sw- swang of things. Well, I mean, we rang in the new year together. Mm-hmm. Got a little bit. Good times. A little bit happy. A little merry. A little merry, as they say. Yeah. I'm never doing wine again to no. drink. This I feel like drinking wine to get drunk is. You don't even get no. drunk, but you get hung over. Yeah. Hmm. It's a thing. Yeah, for sure. Well, you get like a really w- kind of warm feeling. I don't know. There's like, you, I just don't think you should get drink wine to get fucked up sort of thing. Nope. You can maybe get a nice buzz warm feeling from wine and uh, probably cap it at that, honestly. So. I didn't buy the wine because it said Josh on it. I've literally heard good things about it, and I was disappointed. I refute that statement. I believe you bought it solely for the sake of it had your name on it, and will now present my case with exhibits A through Z. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so anyways... So uh, I feel like every podcast is probably talking about New Year's resolutions, etc. I think you're probably the same as me where you maybe aren't super keen on New Year's resolutions, right? So one thing I realized today is that I went to the gym this morning. Nice. Resolutioners, not there yet. You know why? Monday. Yeah, they're waiting. They're waiting till the 6th. I'll start tomorrow. Y'all are fucking five days behind. Oh, dicks, dicks, dicks. Oh, I... You almost done. I had something going there and you almost spilled your coffee. Yep. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, I was, I was like, you know what? I'm five days ahead of you. Get going. Yeah. E- even though I was hungover yesterday. You went yesterday? No. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I was, uh, I did, I was having a bit of a pep talk with myself in the evening thinking I could maybe at least get in the building, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. um, didn't happen. Start watching the dark night rises. <laughs> Good fucking movie. <laughs> There's been some uh, marijuana brownies going around my house. Yeah. And uh, there was some cooked yesterday. I did not partake. There's one waiting for me. When you get home? After this podcast. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Didn't bring me one, man. We should do a podcast on... Oh, my God. That's a great idea. See how it turns out. <laughs> I just laugh the entire time. Yeah. It was... Yeah. So I was laughing a lot, and then... The only other thing I noticed was my teeth felt like they were miles apart and it felt like I could run my tongue around each tooth. (laughs) It was really fucking weird. Weird. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. It was pretty weird. That does sound like a thing you would think when you're like moderately high though as well. I could see, I could see that, you know, I just get a text from Adam who's my downstairs roommate and it's to our group chat and it's. Josh sounds really fucked up right now. Because <laughs> you're just sitting there like... <laughs> no, just... Oh, oh, oh. Oh, <laughs> laughing okay. about everything. Oh, man. Yeah. Anyways, back to the... Uh, resolution. Five days behind and such. Yeah. So... My resolution? Do more weed brownies. <laughs> Quality resolution. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's going to be a good year. I, Me too. Uh, I don't... I, the resolution things is like, I don't know. I set goals. I set quarterly goals. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah. No, no, I'm more the same. I, I feel as though resolute. Well, when is the time you really truly think about and set a resolution? Like I actually met what it was a boss of mine years ago who actually did a new year's resolution every year, mm-hmm. but did it successfully like a few times. He was telling me about it, but anyways, it would be like what, like his year was, uh, no eating out. Or, sorry, no fried food. Okay. And then the next year he did, like, no hamburgers or something like that. So something simple, mm-hmm. but just totally cut it out. And he actually did it. So Interesting. And, you know, he was a older dude trying to, like, cut out, lose a little bit of weight. Anyways, but yeah. fairly simple. But, um, you know, when are you thinking about your resolutions while well, you're thinking about them in that kind of time while during the holiday season? And particularly even maybe between the Christmas and New Year's where mm-hmm. you're not doing a heck of a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very easy to spend your time 
thinking about all the great things you're going to do, all the success you're going to have in the next year, because you're not really doing anything. You're not actually doing the work. And I've found myself on this side of the fence too, where, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of self-reflection in that time. And then even when, you know, January 2nd or 3rd rolls around, you're like, oh, I'll wait till the Monday or whatever, you know, it, it, you're like, shit, this actually kind of sucks doing the work. I had some meetings downtown today. Yeah. It was really easy to get downtown at 9 a.m. That's <laughs> never happened before in the history of Edmonton. Yeah. So, yeah. True, I, true. I, I think that waiting for an arbitrary date to start something is just, you know, fire it up. Like, if yeah. you want to start working out, just start working out. Yeah, no, I I, I would agree. Mm-hmm. Um, you, yeah, that that's kind of the thing is, well, you're shackling yourself to... January 1st to start something and then you know there's not like a what would be I guess July 1st would be the kind of halfway through the year your point are you setting a time to review with yourself what were my resolutions Mm -hmm. for this year right and then or even I saw a good Gary V video today where he's like well what if about what if on March 15th I have a revelation about something and I plan out the next 10 years of my life based on that sort of, like you, you know you really are shackling yourself to it not that i think it's a I, I mean i do think it's really good to reflect on your previous year mm-hmm. what you did right what you did wrong and what you want to change going forward absolutely and mm-hmm. be kind of introspective that way but kind of just setting an arbitrary resolution that starts on january 1st you know end of the day it's more about changing your internal software and hardware so you're actually making the, you know, you'll make effective changes, but kind of stick to them. Right. I'd agree with that entirely. Um, I think at the end of the day, most people fail Mm -hmm. in their new year's resolution just because probably they're trying to do too much Mm -hmm. or they're Mm -hmm. trying to, you know, work out six days a week when they had been going to the gym. Yeah. Maybe once a month, you know, and I, I think that's my thing too, that I've been thinking about is, doing things in extremes mm-hmm. and that's where I've actually kind of failed with uh, certain goals and stuff. Right. So sober October. Yeah. Sober October. I did really well with the sober and working out part, but even so, yeah. and on that note, what I, cause what I'm doing for myself now is monthly challenges. Mm-hmm. So, uh, kind of a different task or theme or whatever every month. And, uh, just cause I found, I really actually did very well with sober October, just how it was, um, was every day, you know, I got to check off boxes every day, Mm -hmm. but then there was also kind of an end in sight, if you will. So, gotcha. So I felt, feel like it made a lasting change on me in many ways, but I, I just really enjoyed the breaking it down to a month and then you're not doing absolutes but you're also not doing indefinitive goals, right? Mm -hmm. So for example, for me, because I've always kind of thought in the back of my head, I want to do yoga, right? But that's pretty open-ended. Oh, I can do it eventually mm-hmm. do that someday, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Versus if you're, and then you have the other six other things I want to work on this year or whatever. It makes more sense to just really focus on that one for a month and be like, all right, I'm going to do 10 yoga sessions this month or something like that. And then that's kind of the one thing, you know, so I just really like the sober October and I want to do, I'm doing monthly challenges all year for myself, nice. right? Just to kind of keep it going. And hopefully I get, um, set some good new habits and what's stuff. this month's challenge so this month's is it's a little weird but essentially it's getting more product productivity out of my unproductive time so basically for january every friday and every sunday i have a list of things i have to do slash time put in because mm-hmm. i found friday afternoons i would mail it in a little bit just because like it's kind of a weird downtime in our business where my schedule is usually set for the weekend if I have working appointments, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of just, you know, anyone self-employed leaves the office at like two or three on Fridays, on Fridays. right? So yeah. if not earlier, so, so that was it. And then Sundays as well, uh, just getting out, like I have to do a minimum both days. I have to do the workout. Like I do Friday morning hockey, but I want to get in the gym as well on mm-hmm. those days. And then Sunday I have to do minimum two hours of work, like out of the house work session sort of thing. So gotcha. So basically those gaps in my calendar where I find I'm being unproductive and watching TV or whatever, making myself uh, do those things. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The conversation you and I had about 
productive time and Mm -hmm. yeah that actually did strike a chord with me in that there's probably time that's being wasted Mm -hmm. today was really good though that's good yeah there's no wasted time today no i'd uh i would agree um i i think you well the topic there we were talking about was doing an audit of our time Mm -hmm. right and i think one you know it's kind of a cliche in the self-help community or whatever but you know oh i don't have enough time well how much time do you have right so there's 160 hours in a week and you typically have about 112 waking hours right if you work a 40-hour work week Mm -hmm. plus two hours of commuting a day like that's kind of on the far end of things i guess right so that's 50 hours right so you still have 62 you actually good math yeah exactly but the point kind of being is when you break it down that way yeah in those numbers less than half of your time is actually spent at your job Mm -hmm. right so Mm -hmm. so i kind of find trying to think more in that scope and where where are my inefficiencies and stuff so i had an app idea because of this yeah what is it where you can actually just track your time and then put it on a calendar mm-hmm. it just automatically uploads to a calendar so for example i did an hour of recording the podcast today mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. i hit the timer when i start yeah i hit the timer when i stop yeah i log it as what i was doing mm-hmm. then it goes to the calendar then i can see on a calendar oh on a I daily see what basis yeah. what i'm doing because there is actually an app for that where you have timers to start and stop like yep. when you're on social media yada yada yep. yada yep. but then i've never seen it where it translates to a calendar so then you can like go back at the end of a week and look at it or something closest like thing that, i've so. seen is there's an app called forest where you plant trees based <laughs> I on like it yeah okay. based on like pomodoros which are like 25 oh, minutes the, yeah that thing yeah yeah um but you can do an hour for example you can mm-hmm. set however long you want it to be and yeah you just plant sure. trees throughout the day but and you can label them for what they are but you can't really see visually okay from 8 30 to 9 30 this is what i was doing Right. You have to actually go into the app and like really mm-hmm. think for it. So yeah, for some, sure. Something that even syncs with like Google Calendar and just uh, oh, this is what I did. Yeah, I think that would be good. I like that. Something like that. But uh, I think just kind of really auditing your time and challenging your beliefs, even so, because mm-hmm. well, statistically, the average white collar worker actually only works two to three hours in a workday. So you know, you might think, oh, I worked eight hours today, but did you <laughs> right when you really buckle down for two or three hours you can get a shit ton done oh yeah and like two or three hours of like real work is especially if you kind of get in a groove and whatnot um mm-hmm. yeah you, you can actually get a shitload done yeah right so oh you could write like but, a chapter and a half of a book if yeah you wanted to. exactly but the last time you were in you the viewer <laughs> me you you know, the last time you were in a really good kind of flow state or whatever of working, it, it, you don't do it every single time you're doing work. No, probably not. No, it's maybe even few and far between for some, right? But then once you kind of get going, um, you're like, oh, shit, right? Or like I kind of, you know, you might kind of get in a groove or whatever and end up getting a bunch of shit done. And then you look at the time and you're like, oh, fucking hour and a half has passed or whatever. And I got all this shit done or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. Notifications. That's the big thing. Mm-hmm. My lead dev, he even says, like, I don't know how people write code and have notifications on their phone or computer or yeah. anything. I feel like desktop notifications would be more distracting for that sort of thing. Yeah. Like if my phone's in my pocket and it buzzes, I, I usually can ignore it if I'm doing something else. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think we've yeah. been fucking Pavloved into ding. <laughs> mouth drools yeah salivate. exactly yeah yeah the worst one is the snapchat notification the snapchat notification is designed to make you pav loved like when someone's typing because how it notifies you twice uh that but it also just the like bloop sound I, I can't do it but people know what i'm talking about it's just like a good attractive sound is that kind of what you're saying yeah it's 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 very <laughs> jarring it's very jarring yeah and it's distinct. I don't think they share their sound with any other app. No. Right? No. There's been times I've been like half asleep and I'll be woken right up by it. Like, <laughs> yeah, whoa. fuck. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, 
because I find, you know, iPhone started doing the, it was probably a few years ago now, but they did a software update. So now you get notifications twice. You know that? Like, uh, yeah. When you don't like respond to a text or whatever and yeah. you don't look at it, you get it again. Yeah. A couple minutes later. Yeah. It's just like, I'm over here. Yeah. I'm over here. Uh, <laughs> to be honest with you, like the only notifications I have on permanently are when I'm, people are trying to contact me directly. Mm -hmm. And if it's like a life or death situation. There's yeah. no sounds whatsoever besides yeah. phone calls. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, cause I have this sound on, on my phone right now. I don't know. I kind of go through phases, mm. but uh, I enjoy the tapping <laughs> and stuff sometimes or just, I don't know, change it up. But uh, yeah, but you no. can turn the sounds off the notifications. That's true. Life hack. Life hack. No, there is something to, uh, to turning off notifications. I do have all the uh, all my social media notifications turned off, which is, mm -hmm. I think, very good and makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'd agree with that yeah. for sure. Um, but I don't know. I think uh, actually, are you on Ryan Sarhan's uh, newsletter? No. Follow oh. his Instagram. Yeah, yeah. His, stuff. His, his newsletter is actually quite good. I think you'd enjoy it. But Did you see his post today, giving fifty G's out yeah. to whoever. So I actually went to the site of the building. What do you have to do again? You just have to bring him a deal as a broker in New York. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. But no, I went to the site just because I wanted to see the marketing and stuff. So, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Hmm. You might see uh, something similar. Oh, might you. Com coming Intriguing. down the pipeline. I'll have to take a look at it and it's pretty well done. I think nice. that buildings in New York have to be well done. So, Oh yeah. There's no real margin for error or not making really cool trendy marketing there. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Anyways, he was talking about, oh, just, uh, well, it's kind of on this note, but just being more disciplined with his phone, he said, right? Mm -hmm. And app time. And I'm the same way where I kind of get sucked into an app for like 20, 30, 40 beyond minutes mm -hmm. when it's, oh, I'll just do this quick check because I'm between things. And then all of a sudden you're down the fucking rabbit hole, right? So, so TikTok, shout out to Carly who got her first 1 million views on a video. Oh, TikTok. really? Did she? Damn. I yeah. gave her a shout out, or I, I messaged her on Instagram about it. But, nice. Uh, I saw that she got like 75,000 followers or yeah. whatever, so. Pretty impressive. Yeah. That's a uh, long and hard alumni. Yeah. <laughs> We're not saying that her TikTok following blew up after coming on our show. We're not saying but it there's a very didn't. high correlation between That's long true. and hard appearance and Carly's TikTok views. So, I don't know. We'll do what you will with that Very true. Yeah. Where I was going with that, though, is TikTok, the average daily time spent is over an hour on that app. Damn. That's fucking crazy. Damn. For attention rates, they're doing something right. Oh, absolutely. For people? Well, they do. What the fuck One are thing you doing? that was really cool that uh, someone posted a screenshot of, it was probably Carly actually, but um, you can actually see what, because you know on TikTok has sounds, right? Mm -hmm. So you can kind of go on a thread for sounds and see everyone's rendition of that sound. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can actually see what sounds your followers have been engaging with, mm -hmm. which is so helpful. Cause then you just say, oh, okay, this is what they want to see. And then you like, you don't do even have sound. to think of what to Ooh. do. You can just let people do it and then put your funny spin on it. Right. So I said something to her today or after that, I was like, I wish I could dance or something. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, <laughs> yesterday when I did that post promoting, Eric's podcast, 12 mm -hmm. podcasts of Christmas. Yeah, still available. Go listen. We still have three more episodes coming up. Um, They'll be out by this time, but uh, you can catch up. She sent me a message. She's like, the beard is not it. And I said, I don't want to look like I'm 13. The beard is it. <laughs> Wait, it? What do you mean it? She's essentially saying, get rid of the beard. Oh. And I said, nah. Nah. I mean, if you wanted to look younger for the TikTok crowd, maybe, <laughs> but maybe yeah, that'll be my first TikTok. Yeah. Do Shaving wanna, my beard. Do you want to touch the thing? I it's like gonna... touching things. Nice. There we go. I'm really good at touching things. Nice. Uh, yeah. Maybe that'll be my first TikTok yeah. is shaving my beard and acting like I'm 13 so I can fit in with the demo. <laughs> I mean, in reality, if we acted 13 again, we would just be like playing video games in our mom's basements, vigorously masturbating. <laughs> Speak for yourself, bro. <laughs> <laughs> 
fucking Bill Burr's bit where he was talking about how someone was, you know, telling a Me Too story and said how a producer ran at her vigorously masturbating. But then he's like, is there any other way to do it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Fucking. Can you run while you're doing? I just, I don't think I could. (laughs) Not because of my personal disability, but just because (laughs) of the fact that it takes a lot of concentration. Talk about patting your head and rubbing your belly or (laughs) whatever. You just got to lie there like a mannequin. Yeah, exactly. Do you have anything on uh, for a New Year's resolution or on that thread? Um, I'm going to get yoked this year. I'm really yoked. Fucking swole. Yeah. Fucking yoked. Like, super yoked. Mm-hmm. Check me on that 12 months down the road. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah. Personally, I just want to kind of stop any negative self-talk and really work on that tremendously hard. Cause I think that that would in and of itself probably take me to another level. Mm. Um, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Just being cognizant of it. Right. Or like you sort of almost forget about it or don't think about it. Mm-hmm. Or you just kind of go into, to be aware of your self-talk, you need to s- sit there and think I am, Oh, I'm talking to myself right now. Mm-hmm. And, really catch yourself on those negative yeah. thoughts. It's definitely got a battery, but yeah. yeah, I, I mean, I've seen people where they'll do something silly and they'll literally say to themselves out loud, like you fucking idiot or something. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. shit, man, that's how you talk to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, so I'm not that, I'm not like that, but, uh, I think that there's definitely some improvements that can be made mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. uh, it probably will make a, a big difference when it comes to, just getting out there. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, I think because that's a very key foundation, self-talk, to just how you carry yourself, which, you know, it's kind of a base kind of psychological principle, let's call it, mm-hmm. for every other piece of your mindset, right? Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, what? because, you know, you might read something or think or listen to something and then think, oh, yeah, I'm going to consciously work on this. And you might do it for a little while, but then you might kind of forget about it and have to come back to it. Cause I, you know, it's funny you say that. Cause I even have caught myself lately where I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why am I talking to myself this way? What about self-talk? Da da da. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I totally forgot about it for a while, but that's kind of an important thing to do. I think so. Oh, absolutely. So I, I actually, uh, and then one thing I've kind of changed is, um, I actually saw a cool thing on, uh, I don't know if you follow all things comedy on Instagram, but it was actually Bill, it's Bill Burns, some other guys, they're like comedy production company that they own sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it was a clip from Bill Burr, I believe his own podcast where he was just talking about, uh, he, you know, the struggle coming up, trying to make it as, as a comedian. And he was talking about how, um, you know, all the negativity and, you know, when he was really struggling, barely making any money and doing these random spots at Mike's in New York, hard city to make it, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And he would walk around, but he would talk to himself, but, you know, he's a very angry, fiery dude. And he would talk to himself and, you know, he, he said he would walk down the street and when he caught himself having a negative thought, he'd say like, nah, fuck that, fuck that, like to himself out loud. And people thought he was crazy or whatever. But I kind of like that in terms of like maybe a more slightly strong slash aggressive Mm self-talk versus self-talk of being like, no, 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 it's all okay. Just calm down a little bit. Be more like, like having a little fun with it even and be like, no, fuck that. Like that shit won't fucking beat me. Right. Yeah. Or I'll remember what I was thinking about where I was kind of getting something was bothering me or whatever, but it was something internet or computer related mm-hmm. i'm like i'm not gonna let these fucking numbers on a screen beat me right <laughs> right like just think about it that way so absolutely and i think that at the end of the day um life is continually putting yourself out there mm-hmm. and if you really care what other people think of you it's going to be very difficult to do that yeah so almost getting to the point where you really stop caring mm-hmm. about you know mark manson subtle art of not the giving a fuck mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. Bible of the millennial generation, but um, <laughs> seriously, but really ca- kind of only caring about the people that really do matter. And then putting yourself out mm-hmm. there a hundred times 
is it's much more important than yeah and uh the self-talk plays into that where you just you gotta really believe it in your in your bones yeah oh absolutely so yeah well i think and we've talked we talked about this a long time ago so i'll say it again but the kind of base principle on self-talk that we sort of learned was you really should talk to yourself how you speak to uh, a friend, good yeah. friend, someone oh, you care yeah. about, right? Because a lot of people talk to themselves like, fuck you, you fucking piece of shit. You always fuck this shit up. Oh, yeah. So imagine if you, sp- would you speak to like a friend like that? Would you speak to a parent or yep. a sibling, Definitely. someone you really care about? Yeah, no, exactly. So, absolutely not. So, and then when you, I don't know, you, I think if you think about it that way, you're like, oh, wow, that makes sense, right? And mm-hmm. it's actually one of, uh, one of the 12 rules from life from Jordan Peterson's book where it's uh, pre- uh, pretend you're wor- you're someone worth caring about or something like that mm-hmm. is one of the general guiding principles. But, uh, yeah. you know, why not, you know, if you're polite to people on the street, if you give your friends good encouragement, why, why are you not deserving of that as well from, from you? Mm-hmm. So but I think that if you really want to get meta with it, you, you kind of manifest, that inner thought too. Mm-hmm. You and I have a com- having a conversation like probably a couple months ago and it was about dating and it was about like one night stands mm-hmm. and you said something to me that you saw somewhere and it was like, um, you, how did I phrase it or how did you phrase it? It was something about like, you could be the person that has the one night stands or that is like worth dating. And you kind of make that decision. Oh, I, yeah. So what it, what it, what it was, was, um, you know, if you're kind of someone particular, what this particular lecturer, it was a Jordan Peterson clip that I saw somewhere. Okay. Wee woo controversial person. But anyways, (laughs) um, no, it was by, you know, kind of by engaging in casual sex, you are effectively, you treat yourself as a casual sex partner as well. Mm -hmm. Right. So. Uh, when it comes to dating, dating apps, et cetera, it, it very much is you get what you give, right? Oh, and, yeah, yeah. You know, it, when it comes to things like manifestation, well, it's manifestation is real in a way in that when you think about things, you will subtly make changes and go towards them mm-hmm. unconsciously. And then mm-hmm. you will make some conscious uh, decisions as well. And that's for the positive or the negative, right? So if you kind of conscious, you know, consciously think, oh, excuse me, things are boring. I just want to get fucked up on weekends. Well, then you'll kind of take small micro steps towards that. And you do kind of manifest and create reality that way without even really thinking about it. Mm -hmm. It it doesn't have to be, uh, oh, I'm thinking about my goals every day. I'm talking positive to myself. I'm positive, positive, positive. Mm -hmm. It's also it, you manifest things inadvertently without thinking about it. Like if you do nothing, you're still doing something right. So, Yeah. But you kind of attract what you are. And that's exactly it. I always right. loved the whole all men are trash or all women are trash or whatever. It's like, hey, look inside. You know, I was thinking about that the other day where, and this goes, this is very much on both sides of the fence mm-hmm. of if you're kind of out there saying all women are X or all men are Y mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. maybe you're the fucking problem, right? <laughs> so, you know, there's a Mark Twain quote that says, uh, you know, if you find yourself on the side of society, on the opposite or on the side of society on the side of majority majority maybe you're doing the wrong thing blah 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 well re- very much hold on you butchered it i have it's can, literally can you my correct favorite, it can you correct it literally my yeah. favorite quote of all time is yeah when you find yourself on the side of the majority it's time to pause and reflect yeah and it's uh it's uh, a great quote but yeah i love it when said in the way of let's say entrepreneurship or being a self-starter or going for your goals Mm -hmm. because a lot of people cling to that quote and will look at it and say oh well i need to change things up and that's good but you know things are things are not absolutes sometimes when you find yourself on minority on the minority side and you look around and it seems like everyone else around you is wrong the world is screwed up blah 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 Mm -hmm. Maybe you're wrong. Maybe it's you, right? Yeah. As or as maybe they, you're right. Or maybe you were right. But yeah. you know, I, I, the one thing I've actually really enjoyed uh, the subtle art of not giving a fuck, just because mm-hmm. it kind of, it, it's hard to admit to yourself because most people naturally want to think you're exceptional. It's part of the, you yourself are exceptional. It's part of the human condition. And it's not mm-hmm. wrong to have confidence in yourself, mm-hmm. but 
there's nothing ro- like there's nothing wrong with being particularly kind and normal, right? Mm-hmm. There, there's a reason there is kind of normal and norms. It's because we as humans sort of gravitate towards that, right? Mm-hmm. And when it comes to, yeah, you know, I was just thinking about that for someone I know where they seem to constantly feel like the whole world's against them. And it's like, have you looked inside? Like maybe you're being the insufferable person in this scenario. You never know, right? It's the old anecdote of, you know, can't wait for one of Taylor Swift's exes to come out and write a song that says, maybe you're the fucking problem, right? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I think people are always looking, well, not people always, because again, absolutes. There are but, no absolutes. Yeah, but there's a, the, the vast majority of people do look externally for the solutions to their yeah, problems. Absolutely. When absolutely. it's really, it, it really starts inside. And it really starts with the decision that I'm going to make the change yep. and do whatever it takes to get to where I want to mm-hmm. be. And most people don't want to take responsibility for their their yep. success or their failure, really, yep. uh, at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, no, I. and then, you know, uh, well, the thing I was kind of thinking to myself a long time ago was, well, within the past year perhaps, was, you know, take taking extreme responsibility um, with yourself, right? Like Mm -hmm. pretend for a minute, every single thing in your life is 100% your fault and you're responsible for it. No matter how terrible or tragic it is. Kind of think of it as a thought experiment. Like, oh, are you not, I'm not happy with the the shape I'm in. Okay, well, take responsibility for that. Mm -hmm. You can kind of think, okay, well, I didn't work out enough, I didn't eat clean enough, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm unhappy with how much income I've made. It's unfair, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, were you taking days off? Were you taking some liberties? Were you calling in sick? Mm-hmm. Were you not taking those extra appointments? I obviously speak from this from a realtor point of view. Yeah, take that extreme responsibility, and then again, thought experiment. You know, like if you have a catastrophic injury, do you think to yourself, "Am I responsible for this?" And do you mm-hmm. take responsibility? And then, you know, if you have a brutal terminal illness, do you take responsibility there? And sometimes, you know what? Sometimes life isn't fair and it's not your fault. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not who I'm speaking to. And, you know, I have sympathy for those situations, but I'm just saying kind of take that extreme responsibility as far as you can go. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, are you responsible for your upbringing? Well, no, not really. That's completely outside of your control. Right. So, mm-hmm. all right. The line kind of stops there. Are you responsible for uh, you know, the level of education you received? Uh, not really. That that was largely out of your control and depends on circumstances, right? But mm-hmm. then you can kind of get to a point where you're like, okay, but this is what I'm responsible for, right? And then, you know, then I ended up listening to, reading whatever you want to say, um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. And his biggest thing was, you know what? Like, you're, you're not responsible for what happens to you, but you are 100% responsible for how you uh, react and handle any situation, no matter what it is, right? And that's the biggest thing is the only things you can really control in this world is what you do in any moment and kind of how you feel, right? You can sort of control how you feel. You sort of can't due to brain chemicals and yada, yada, like, Mm -hmm. but you kind of can, or you can point yourself in the right direction. And other than that, there's actually very little you can control in the world. You can't control other people. You can't control, you know, you can influence you can suggest uh you can't truly control your kids right like they are they're human beings you can't you can sort of control and train pets but do you have absolute control over them mm-hmm. no right so mm-hmm. the you know kind of owning that and what can you really have ownership and and take control of right so that is the thing is taking yeah. ownership of it and you can't affect everything that hap- like happens to you. Obviously I'll speak from obviously my experience, mm-hmm. but you can take responsibility for the recovery, pro- the recovery process yeah. for giving your all in that situation and doing it ever you can. Mm-hmm. Like that's what you can control really. And yeah. I mean, everybody has that opportunity and that ability. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, uh, I actually, cause I would find myself and then, you know, uh, two books that I read relatively close together and a lot of their themes tied together was also, uh, or well, I should say listened, but, um, uh, David Goggins book, uh, can't hurt me. Yeah. Phenomenal book. Yeah. Very good. And you know, I've written and listened to and done enough self-improvement things in my life that I can know when something is 
has had a true impact on me and is very profound. Mm-hmm. And I would say both those books, particularly David Goggins and just listening to him is very life changing, mm-hmm. I think. And I, I feel and hope and try to that I've actually internalized a lot of his ideas and try my best to act on them. But the biggest thing he said, and this is something I've been working on for the past like two years is, but one thing he said that just articulated so well was just no one's coming to save you. Right. Mm-hmm. So you can sit around and feel, woe is me. You can put in a half-ass effort to fix your problems. You can give it your all and maybe you'll come up a little bit short, but either way, no one's going to do it for you. Mm -hmm. And I caught myself in earlier times of my life, kind of wanting people to feel bad for me in certain ways, in certain aspects, and almost wanting things to be done for me Mm -hmm. in a way. Right. Mm -hmm. And not, not in extremes, but when I objectively break it down, it's like, okay, I was, I was just kind of waiting for someone else to do this. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, so, and there's nothing wrong with, you know what, if you get fucking kicked and down, like, you know, it, it, you don't have to pretend to be all peppy and happy, but uh, no one's coming to save you. Right. So, no, that's true. <laughs> uh, and I, I just really think I really have internalized that, uh, and going back, um, just a little bit with taking responsibility for your situation and stuff. Like it, it even comes down to the comparing yourself to others thing. And I found I had a really hard time a couple of years ago where, you know, I would see other real estate agents succeeding on social media and I'd get so pissed and feel like, you know, I'd, I'd kind of be, Oh, w- why am I not there? Why am I not in this situation? Why, why aren't these clients, people coming to me? Right. I've put myself out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm better at it, blah, blah, blah. But were you really? Well, what? exactly. Right. So <laughs> it, am I, was I actually better than them at the time? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, or when I looked at my schedule, speaking of time auditing, it's okay. Well, you have no idea how much time they put in and you put in bullshit time today. Fuck you. Didn't even call that lead. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah you know, maybe there's a reason for all that. And, you know, it's the Marcus earliest quote of, you know, don't compare yourself to the next man for you've not paid the price that he's paid. Yep. Right. Yep. Uh, you know, the particular individuals of the time, uh, you know, they were agents who had been in it longer than me. They'd obviously put in some really good time. And then it's like, okay, well they posted a picture of them selling a house today. What did they do today? What did they do last week? What did you do? Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't compare yourself to others, but even so kind of having that self-aware conversation of, Oh, you know, it's easy to, when I worked hard, I did good work, but it was in limited bursts that I did it at the time. So. Yeah. Life, life is continually taking action. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's really more and more what I'm coming to realize is that yeah. it doesn't have to be the prettiest thing. It doesn't have to be the, the finished product is probably never going to be perfect, mm-hmm. but you have to continually put it out there and get the feedback and get pushing it out there to see, Hey, what's the actual interest and why is it not working or Mm -hmm. why? Oh, it is working. Okay. Awesome. And then we make changes and go from there. I think that a lot of people get, everybody has good ideas, but the difference maker is really acting on them. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of what you're getting at too, is that, Hey, like what's the difference maker between the top, 10% 10% and the bottom 10%. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, I would even argue the bottom 50% is, yeah. is really it's action. Mm-hmm. It's, it's continually mm-hmm. putting yeah. yourself out there. It's continually doing the different things that make the difference that 365 days from now, I'm going to have 50 sales as opposed to 10. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I think it's, and it's about doing things that suck. And I try to make myself do things that suck. suck. And speaking of self-talk, I consciously catch myself as of late where it's like, okay, I want to sell X homes in a year, but then you kind of have an appointment that comes up at an inconvenient time. Mm. I'm like, oh wait, no, like I need, I need to do this. I need to make it happen. I need to take this. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, cause it's in, sometimes the introvert comes out and you just don't want to go out there and meet new t- people, but then you're, uh, it, if you do it, you, it usually goes well and you'll feel pretty good afterwards anyways. But, uh, or, uh, at the gym, it's like, oh man, like doing this next exercise would really suck. Guess I gotta go do it. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, I, well, that's even just getting I've... out of bed to go oh. to the gym does kind of suck. Yeah. 
It's what? a nice fucking warm bed. Yeah. That's it's oh it's so comfy. That's my thing is wanting to do catching myself like, oh man, this would really suck. Let's go do it. Right? Like yeah. you 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 have to do that and doing the shitty things. And you know, we we've been talking about this and I'll I'll answer my own question first and then ask you said question. Sure. But it's kinda I do reflect a lot this time of year, uh, in the holiday season on on the year before and what went well, what went wrong. Um <clears throat> and basically you know, I, I I don't really set like an objective resolution per se. I will set goals for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a bigger thing is if like I would say reflecting on the year of what went right and what went wrong is way more important than actually setting a new resolution because mm-hmm. you might even learn where to go. So like I know for 2018, um, I actually felt a lot of like I had a pretty solid year that year, but I actually um, I felt a lot of regret at the end of the year. Um just because I hadn't, I felt I hadn't worked hard enough, right? I, I wasted a lot of time in the the summer of that year specifically, mm-hmm. um, dicked around a lot, did a lot of uh, just unproductive things. So I had a not bad year, but then I was kind of remorseful where it's, oh shit, I wasted a lot of time. I could have worked a lot harder. Mm-hmm. I knew I had more in me. You know, I, I don't want to feel this way again because I can't get that time back. So that was my thing in 2019 was just simply work harder and put in more time every week, which I did. And I did actually significantly improve my business. But now looking back at the end of this year, my thing has been my 2020 mantra is go the extra mile because, you know, I worked harder. I put in longer, more hours and stuff, but I would still take a few liberties. Uh, you know, I wouldn't go like doing what, just doing one, one more thing or, one more hour of work or five extra calls or five extra emails, mm-hmm. just doing that extra, those extra, extra inches that really add up. And that's really where the difference comes in. Right. Um, well, I mean, it shows already you've a fucking deal pending. Yeah. Day two of the year. Day two of the year, baby. There you go. Yeah, so, and even that's one where, you know, sometimes during the holidays, the client would be want to do, um, have a showing i'm like oh man i kind of just want to bum around tomorrow but it's like you know what it's it's like two hours out of my day at or hour and a half depending on how many homes you know it's fun i enjoy it it's gonna feel good yeah right like you kind of have to catch yourself there too right so so that was kind of my reflection uh on 2019 where it's like you know i feel good about it i don't have that remorse i felt at the end of 2018 but i do think i just could have gone further and it's I look at it in a more positive light where I'm not mad at myself. It's like, you, oh, well, you did this production, made this much money. Was it truly that, that hard? No, not really. Like, it was pretty manageable. Mm-hmm. So I clearly have way more in me and way more to give, and I think everyone does, right? And I really love the David Goggins rule, which is the 40% rule of... Navy SEAL rule. Yeah, yeah. Once, you've, once you're at your wit's end, given all you've gotten, given all you've got, uh, you feel exhausted. You can't go an inch further. You've really only used 40% of your capacity. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's the most scientific number, but I like the principle of you, like you have no idea what you're capable of. And when you feel like you're spent, you've probably only tapped the surface. It's actually amazing how much more you can do, um, you know, when you put your mind to it sort of thing. So there was a period of time there. I was, I, I was studying Navy SEALs. I was reading books about them. And Oh, yeah. Uh, baddest motherfuckers alive, man. It's like, very true. It's pretty, pretty amazing. The men- just the mental fortitude. Mm-hmm. Like it's not even just the what they do or whatever. It's it's just it's just the mentality. Um, but you said two really good things there. Go the extra mile. Mm-hmm. How many fucking people are actually going the extra mile? Well, and that's the thing between okay, top ten percent of realtors, bottom fifty percent. Yeah, you both probably want to sell that many homes. Yeah, but. Are you really willing to do the shitty stuff to grind it out to mm-hmm. get those clients, get the rejections to actually succeed in the deals? Are you going to take the extra step to follow up with that client one more time just mm-hmm. to, if they've been ignoring you, mm-hmm. right, just to stay in touch? Um, you know, who the, that's the difference makers and stuff too, Absolutely. Right? So. It's, it's just going the extra mile because mm-hmm. 90 fucking 5% of people don't do it. Yeah. And yeah. so th- that was point number two of mm-hmm. two. The first one, however, was what was more painful doing the actual thing and maybe getting rejected for it or whatever, or was it the regret at the end of the year? What was more painful? 
Damn. Good question. Good question. Yeah, absolutely. The regret, right? Like hundred percent, even the times where, you know, you kind of, uh, like, you know, kind of did one extra follow up email and, or they were like, Oh, sorry, Thomas, we're listed with someone else or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't really give a shit that I, I forget about those moments really. So, and, but then the amount of times where I've gone that extra mile and it's panned out and it's trying to catch myself when it happens and seeing the cause and effect of things. Right. Mm -hmm. So there was one day where, you know, I, I had a a really good family that I worked with uh, for about six months of last year versus selling a home and buying another one. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of one where, uh, like it was a Saturday afternoon appointment that I took and kind of like, I kind of caught myself t- uh, moving around stuff. I was like, Nope, like I need to do this. I need to go out see this one, meet these people, get this done. And then it turned into a great relationship and <laughs> quite a bit of money down the road. And uh, you know, you kind of have to, I have to look at myself and talk to myself, whatever. And just realize in those moments, like, Oh, look what that extra, extra mile, just getting out there, putting in the work getting yourself the opportunity and just showing up Mm -hmm. was a huge part of the battle and look how it turned out. Right. So I have the thing where I think that people, you can either front load pain or you can back load it. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) I like that. So you can eat well today and it's a little bit painful because it's it's not like I'm not having pizza or whatever. Yeah. Um, or I can be 30 pounds overweight a year down the road. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, then like, you know, I'm, I'm very thankful. I had a good metabolism as a kid and my parents kept me sort of active. So I, you know, to go from being a skinny person mm-hmm. to work out and build muscle is way easier than being like fat and having to backtrack. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that would be really fucking hard yeah. to like lose a shitload of weight or whatever. Yep. That's like people who have done that. It, it's actually very impressive. The more you know about, well, just nutrition, working out and et cetera, like to, to, to have to, you know, you're, you're, you're starting from behind zero sort of thing. It, it's very hard, right? Mm-hmm. So it's far more painful. Like it's, it's far more painful to have that experience though, than mm-hmm. to get out of bed in the morning, your warm, cozy bed, yeah. just, you know, go to the gym. It, yeah. Like that's painful. That is absolutely painful. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's fucking painful. Every single morning I do it. Yeah. And then, but I know at the end of the day, the alternative is far worse the same thing with rejection. Like, yeah, you see a cute, cute girl or whatever in a coffee shop. Yep. And you go up to her and you get rejected. That's far less uh, painful yep. than the regret of never even trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. I'm writing about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's in like the book. It. It's in so, the book. so what was your wins and losses from 2019? Wins and losses from 2019. In your positive reflections of yeah past year well i mean revere as a like a company we had three or four employees beginning Mm -hmm. of 2019 and we were up to including interns and you guys we were up to i think we were up to 20 by the end of 2019 Mm -hmm. that number shifts around sometimes because you have students and everything but like that was a huge win for us um getting a little bit of funding that was a huge huge win um, I mean, physically, I think that I had a, like a relatively good year. I didn't really smash any physical goals that yeah. I wanted to. So that's going to be a bigger focus this year for sure. Yeah. But I think that you can still do those physical things and still do everything else. I actually like, I had such a good day today where it was just consistent momentum. Mm-hmm. Got up in the morning, went to the gym, got home, had a meeting. Got home from that meeting for 20 minutes, washed all the dishes, fucking cleaned the house, left to the next meeting. Got yeah. home from that meeting, two hours of work, packed up, went to this. And then now we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Then it, the momentum is going to continue. Yep. As I reach for the fucking computer, oh. there we go. Uh-oh. Oh, no, I have to log in. But that's... that's no, it, yeah, no, I agree. And having a really good day like that, feels pretty amazing right like i you almost you know there is an old grand cardonism of what would he say it was kind of a weird thing to hear at the time but then i sort of figured it out after was oh he would say uh you want to meet the devil have white space on your calendar or whatever right so because when you're sitting around doing nothing it's very easy for those negative thoughts to come creeping in Mm -hmm. but then 
when you have a really, really good busy day, I find at the end of the day, you're like, oh shit, like I didn't even have time to be worried or stressed out or whatever. Like I was just doing all the good stuff, right? So if you want something done, give it to a busy man. <laughs> I uh, love that. I yeah. love that adage too. Um, but not only that, I think the solution to a lot of these issues that people run into the worry, the anxiety, the mm -hmm. whatever. And I mean, there's obviously mental health issues and stuff, but yeah. man, the solution is just movement. It's continual movement, so. physical, mental, everything. It's just continually moving forward yeah. in whatever, pers or whatever way you can. And that's, that's huge, man. There's, there's the shittiest days I've ever had in my entire life were the days where I fucking didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. the days mm -hmm. where i mm -hmm. i, I should have i knew that i should have been doing something and i yep. didn't do it th those are the worst days of my life and i'll sit there and i'll have this anxiety and this worry or whatever but when i start moving it, it all goes away those issues still may loom but i know that i'm working towards fixing those issues or whatever it may be and that in and of itself cuts out the worry so much more yep. than just sitting there and oh no like I got a bill to pay or like, fuck, you know, like that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's consistent movement. Yeah. If, if I had one thing to say, yeah, that's just the solution to a lot of issues, movement. Just to, just to start you, you, you can do something. There's always something to do and there's always something more to do. Mm -hmm. And you can always take steps to improve your situation, even a little bit, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, let's pretend. And again, like, yeah, there's mental health problems and you know what? Like it's, you can seeking help that way can benefit probably most people sure i won't take away from that but mm -hmm. you know i do believe you need to think to yourself there is a lot you can actually do yourself to improve your situation and get to a, a better level before you really need to take it any further i think right like let's say Absolutely. you know maybe you're a 5.5 out of 10 on the happiness scale mm -hmm. you could probably get yourself to like a 7.5 all by yourself without any external help if you just kind of start doing a few small key things right so yeah i'm I, I mean you could probably get yourself all the way to 10 if you're like if you're not too if you're if you're the majority of here's the thing too that and i think you know there's something about hearing tough advice and giving yourself a little tough advice too yeah was mark mark manson that's the subtle art not giving a fuck, fuck this episode is gonna yeah, literally be called about him <laughs> um but he always said again most people think they're exceptional mm -hmm. and if you're not exceptionally good at something well, then you must be like, it's natural to think you're exceptionally bad or the other way. Like every, sure. everyone thinks their scenario is really bad it, and it, it's not like, oh, yeah. I'm not ripping on people yeah. saying that it's because it is the human condition to be that way. And oh, I've yeah. found myself there, like I kind of just said, mm -hmm. right. So, but we have news for you, like statistically speaking, if every, you're listening to every this. single person <laughs> listening, every single person out there, probably like, if you hear me say that. You might have thought to yourself, oh, but I'm different. Yeah. There's actually a very high chance you are not. Right? Yeah. And, and that's a good thing, right? Because then you're like, oh, well, I, I guess it's just natural for me to think I'm exceptionally depressed or have a really hard time or have a hard go of things. There's actually a pretty good chance that you don't. You just think that way. It's the way your brain is kind of designed. Yep. So when you kind of accept that fact, it almost becomes a little easier to think, oh, okay, well, I guess I have the ability to improve my situation let's let's try it let's kind of see what happens right so yeah i couldn't have said it better myself i think that um perspective is this huge huge thing yeah and when you see that there are absolutely people out there that have it worse than you mm -hmm. um you i think start... that's the thing too is to realize there's always someone with it oh yeah worse oh yeah and you know, I don't know. It doesn't also, it also doesn't need to be a contest, right? So no, because people have contests in the positive, but also in the negative of like whose situation is shittier. Right. So oh, absolutely. And I've gotten caught in that trap and you just have to stop yourself. Right. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I think the perspective is, is huge though. And just realizing that your situation is probably not unique. There probably has been somebody else that's gone through something similar to you mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and Here's a positive of social media. Yeah, yeah. You can probably find them. I mean, when I went through what I went through, yeah. there's three or four people that I found that um, had similar injuries and situations. Yep. Yeah. And that overcame it. And mm -hmm. I knew it was possible. And then there you go. Um, and I mean, 
even just being in the hospital with the people that may never walk again or whatever, you see that, hey, like, okay, I don't have function below my waist, but there's people that are quadriplegics. Yeah. That can't feed themselves. Yeah. And then you realize, hey, like, be grateful that you still have what, what you, you have. you have, I guess, right? Yeah. So, yeah. It's huge because I think that great the gratuity and, and having a thankfulness for what you do have mm -hmm. is a way to really change your, it makes you a lot happier mm -hmm. when you understand mm -hmm. that Yeah, I'm really thankful that I, I have a roof over my head, yeah. a bed to wake up in the, in the morning or that I even just woke up this morning. Yeah. When you start or, looking at it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Even the simple things like you can, okay, well, if you're listening to this, well, you have access to internet. Mm -hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah. You probably live in North America. That's pretty good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. You probably have a smartphone. That's pretty good. Right. You like probably what... have most of your faculties. You're probably a semi-intelligent yeah. person. Yeah. You can probably learn how to do. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Bare minimum. If you listen to us, you're at least semi-intelligent. You got so. at least an <laughs> IQ of 170. Yeah. But no, like you can probably learn how to do pretty much anything. It's going to take time, but you can probably learn how to do pretty much anything. Um, yeah. You, if you have a functioning body, you should be thankful. If you mm. have the if you have the ability to lose weight, you should be thankful. Like even if you're in a shitty spot right now, you have the ability to overcome it. Mm -hmm. yep. That's pretty huge unto itself. Um, yeah. So on that note, did you have any uh, kind of uh, losses or things you just wish you had done a little bit better or you want to change no in 2019? From 2019 going into 2020? I think you can always have a better year. Yeah. Like I think that there's always more that you can do. There's always mm -hmm. more contacts to make. Yeah. There's always more yeah. uh, people to talk to. There's always more sales to make. There's always more yeah. you can do. Yeah. Um, that being said, I had a, I had a pretty good year. Like I just had I I did a lot of things that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, nothing really is glaring me yeah. in the face right now that uh, I didn't really accomplish. I mean, I think it's more just realizing what is possible and yeah. probably thinking to yourself, you have so much more to give. Like, yeah. are, are you what you know? Were you so physically exhausted and spent at the end of the year? No. Like try and I think trying to find that that line and threshold is like a good thing to do true because right? i don't know it's easy to be 40 50 70 80 and say oh fuck like i should have done more mm -hmm. in that decade or that year or whatever right so you know it, it's trying to it's because i feel like someone who says i have no regrets is just like a delusionally unself-aware person and oh, kind yeah. of projecting right yeah. so it's more so having the self-awareness to say oh damn, here's my regrets. Here's what I did wrong. Mm -hmm. I am aware of these and why I didn't like the outcomes or why I feel I should have done those. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to correct course going forward. Right? Definitely. So, yeah. yeah. I think that, uh, at the end of the day, like Revere could be a hundred age brokerage. Like I could, I could have done that much more. Like there's still so much more to do. Mm -hmm. And that's, that pushes me every single day to know that there's so much more that I, that can be done. Um, yeah. and to I, me, that's pretty powerful. Like I even just knowing that, I think it's kind of the Peter Thiel, like ask yourself profound questions. And his particular one is, uh, why can't you achieve your goal for the next 10 years in the next six months? Mm -hmm. Right. And you know what, maybe it's not plausible, but at least when you think in like those ridiculous terms of what it would look like, you, you kind of, it's just a good way to question your own beliefs. Yeah. And then you might realize okay like maybe i'm not thinking big enough or this is what it would look like this is what i could do etc right like so well even the cardone 10x right yeah you know, yeah. <laughs> like yeah 10x yeah i don't know i like the guy some people don't but oh i i enjoy him he's kind of a little bit of a showman but uh he does some good stuff so yeah. showman is where it's at man yeah. so uh on that note um we're at just over an hour. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably good for a solo episode. Yeah. I think, I, I don't know. I'm also looking forward to this year for this show and what we can do and achieve and bring to our viewers and fans and tr just always trying to get better and in improve 
the product we put out there. You saw me walking in here, being a social media whore. Yep. That's what we're whore doing. it up, baby. That's what we're doing. Yep. And I uh, no, I think we have some good good guests planned and stuff, and we're going to add a little more to our show and maybe have some recurring segments and some cool shit. So mm-hmm. always trying to improve the product that comes to your eyes and ears. So Your uh, earballs. Your earballs. And, uh, yeah. What the yeah. fuck? What was I going to say? I don't know. But also, like, just to reflect on the podcast, or, well, we kind of did already, but I don't we know. We did, it was, but... It was pretty cool, so. Man, yeah. like, I, again, biggest regret, probably not starting this five years ago. Oh, yeah, exactly. Did we even listen to five, podcast five years ago? <laughs> I think I started listening to podcasts in, like, maybe 2014, I want to say. Yeah, and, and if then it was a friend, like... It was always a fringe I, for sure. Well, I would only listen to the podcast of kind of specific bloggers I followed at the time. Mm. I didn't really get into mainstream ones like Joe Rogan or that crew, I would say, is kind of like the podcasting home base, if you will, uh, for a lot of people. Um, I didn't get into that till like maybe, maybe 2015, 2016. Mm-hmm. And if then, it was only like very mild and then I've kind of gone further into it. And also gotten in more various like comedy and entertainment ones, not just the like serious meta ones. So. Just content at the end of the day, man. It's like how many people know us? Maybe I don't know, two thousand, three thousand. Yeah, and that's like at a passing. Have heard your name before, right? Yeah. Like, so how do you? There's a lot more people out there. In yeah. a world of noise, we're gonna be the loudest. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome and. uh I just want to, uh, I feel the need to give a shout out to the awesome hour who is, uh, sadly we lost them in, uh, in 2019. <laughs> yeah. They're fine. They just aren't doing their show anymore, but, uh, it was a really cool show and glad we got to be a part of it. And, uh, it's a shame we found it so late on. Cause, uh, you know, I've gone back and listened to some of their older stuff too, and it's lots very good. So we were in the final 10, I think, or one, mm. what episode were we? 187? Something like that. So yeah, not quite, look, maybe right. final 2025. 20, 20. Yeah. Right? Definitely in the top 10 of theirs. So yeah, shout out those guys. Go check out the awesome hour. Some great, uh, good local show there. And, uh, just giving a nod of our head and tip of our cap to the, uh, the elder statesmen, to the OGs of the Yeg podcast community. Take your fucking hat off. We will, we will, (laughs) uh, no, I will tip it, but, uh, and we will, uh, hopefully carry the torch to those gentlemen proud in, in 2020. So we may even have them on. We'll see yeah, what happens. You never but... know. You never know. Shh. Secret. Secret. Don't tell them. Damn it. There's so many sweet guests. Don't tell them that Jay-Z and Elon Musk are coming on this year. God. Vladimir Putin? <laughs> he's doing the North American tour. <laughs> I, I was talking to somebody who's like, you should get Don Iverson on. I was like, maybe. I feel like if anyone would feasibly do it, it might be him. So mm-hmm. we got to... Work in progress. We'll see how it goes. Maybe Fuck it. I'm just going to reach out to everybody. Honestly. Like, why not just email, like, fucking famous people in shed? So, you know, they might go look at your page. You never know. Maybe they're coming in town for a concert or something. Yeah. Maybe we'll get, uh, that's what they did. Uh, awesome Hour did. Yeah, they with... had uh, the Cancer Bats guy. Yeah. Guitarist, which is that's, pretty That's cool. pretty dope. That's pretty sick. That's pretty dope. So, I mean, I think there's even a lesson there, and they would... I think they would agree with it. If you don't ask, you don't know, right? So, mm-hmm. yep. Always ask. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of a good way to <laughs> finish your... We always finish each other's sandwiches, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. We'll, uh, we'll catch you uh, next week. Let's, uh, let's have a good 2020, folks. Yeah. Get her done. <laughs>